That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton. You know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. We got to make that song available. We do, and we got to get Mike to actually, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get him to do that as well because no one does it better, right, than the guy that. Oh no, of course not. No, I I hear Mike all the time on the channels I watch. You know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell. I I don't. I don't. We can talk about him. He's not in the show yet, but um, you know. The crazy thing is, is um, he's on all the things and all the, sh- the showcase and all the things that I'm watching there. I mean, I've been catching up on Dexter and it's mm-hmm. like, there he is. And then all of a sudden it like, you know, I've got to assume a wee bit of a dream come true for the lad as he talks about Star Wars during sh- uh, the, what was it? Show- not showcase, but what was the other one that uh, they had the Star Wars marathon this weekend or something mm-hmm. last weekend? Oh, there's Mike's name. He's on the whole thing. So anyways, pretty funny yeah. shit. It is funny. What Some guy that? named Harry Nuts just said Happy New Year to me right on. You see oh, there's, that? A, there's a Harry Nuts. You know, our chat's been a little whack. There you go. Hi, Harry Nuts. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, Harry Nuts. Happy New Year, Chris. There we go. Just, There's buddy. Just Chris Machete, though. Happy New Year to only Chris, though. So that's fine. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Welcome, friends. It is the first of 22. It hey. is. How about that, eh? It's the first of 22. And um, days now. We're on lockdown here in Ontario again, dude. I am just like, I, it's, I you get up and it's like, why bother? Like, I understand we got to get locked down. I'm not arguing against that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But man, you know me. I like staying inside. I'm a homebody kind of guy. And I'm sick of it myself. So how bad is that if I'm sick of it? I don't even feel like doing anything anymore. Like I do. I do all kinds of stuff. But man, it sucks. It's, oh, wait. You got a happy new year. There you go. Okay. Offload delay. Give you an off. There well, you go. Thanks. Thanks, Hops. Thanks, buddy. You're, you're, you're a hell of a guy. You know, there it's you not, just the yeah, Chris, so, not just the Chris fan club. I'm hogging today. all the new years. That's things. right. But hey, man, it's it sucks. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. I'm just yeah, like. Well, you know, talk to your premier about pre-planning. Let's just go with that. No, I can't Let's talk just... to him. I'm like he's gonna like it. No, I, I get it. Like I get that people are making mistakes, but just it's just funny that as a guy like me, who you know, who is like bunkered up here with my toys and my comic books and my video games and my job that I work at home, I uh, I'm getting a little sick of it. I'm yeah, I hear you. And how about well, the people too? Because everybody's miserable. Is it just me, or am I just like because? Everywhere I go, everybody seems really miserable too. And I'm getting, and that's making me miserable now as well. And I'm usually the guy that's like, I always say, excuse me when I walk past you in the aisle or whatever, you know, or let somebody go in front of me. And I'm just getting to the point it's where it's the January thing, man. Everyone's miserable in January. Everyone's I thought it was more everyone. February, though. Isn't it the February blahs? Like January should be still riding off New Year's and Christmas, and it's okay, yeah, right? You know what? The most depressing oh. day of the year is coming up in like five days or six days when all everyone gets their credit card bill from Christmas. And apparently it's oh. the one when everyone, really struggles the most with so the only way we can keep people from struggling 
is by doing the shit that we know best, which is talking about Star Wars. <laughs> that yeah, keeps everybody man. happy. That was so um, good. I, I gave it four and a half deans out of five. I thought it was really, really that good. shit. Well, speaking of assholes, stand by one second. Um, we got a couple of guys coming in here. We got Mikey P. There he is. There's our guy. And Rook, Rook, we've lost your video, but I don't know what's going on in your video. Oh, there is a goddamn thing. That, he's got that uh, lightsaber again. Nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's wanging it up. Look at him. There you go. It's a blue yeah. one, too. That's cool. I like that. I got a red one in the other room there. The Darth Vader version. I was going to say, um, what's he playing with? Because if it's that color, you might want to go get that checked out. So. <laughs> there, uh, there's hey, the lights back I just on. knocked I'm over like, a lamp. I just knocked over a lamp go. with the lightsaber. That's, I can't be doing that anymore. That's when what's you know going on, guys? Fellas, happy new year. Welcome back to the show. Uh, happy, we're, happy. Waiting on, we're waiting on Jimmy, Jed A. Jimmy. I, I'm not yeah. ever convinced that anyone from the locker room can function after 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, in Edmonton. What time are they on? What, well, they're, they're on. an hour ahead. It's six o'clock, but those guys are up at like four in the morning I mean. and then they drink all afternoon. So um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And last time we had Jimmy on, Jimmy was like, I'm ready to go. And then he was wasted. And he was like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, guys, uh, welcome. Happy New Year and all the rest of it to everyone watching in mm-hmm. the land and and uh, hanging out. Uh, Happy New Year to you, everyone watching on the Dean Blundell Network and everything. Thank you so much for yeah. tuning in. As always, uh, we had ourselves a little thing. Um, we, um, we we crossed a whole bunch of downloads over the holidays, which was awesome. Nice. And so we're, uh, we're into the five-digit figure now of, of downloads and listeners and people. Well over twenty thousand. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you everybody. Support everyone, cheers. Cheers, to that. cheers for that. Cheers. I think it's all Rook. Cheers. I mean, Rook's cheers. only been on this show twice, and it's coincidentally every single time he comes on the show, we 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 spike and skyrocket. Hey, okay. mm-hmm. thanks. I think it's that blue lightsaber. <laughs> there yeah, you go. for sure. Always I think play it's with that my blue lightsaber. lightsaber. So let's get everybody stoked. Stand by one second for anyone who is, has got their head in the sand, any Star Wars fan who hasn't gone down the road yet. Something magical happened on Disney this past Wednesday. Yeah. Power. Riches. Respect. Everyone is watching. Waiting for me to make the next move. Send a message. I'm the Grand Lord now. The Book of Boba Fett original series now streaming. Yay. It's kind of slick. It's kind of badass. And it had everything. uh, Well, I mean, Rookie, geez. Rook beat us to the punch. He didn't even let us write an article. Rook was like, I'm taking this shit over. I'm writing the article. Jedi Jimmy, who's coming on, little Jimmy has a show, a dedicated podcast to this program. Wow. And Rook, Rook still beat us to the punch. You know it's a good show when. Yeah, it's, uh, to be honest, uh, my wife was excited. She woke me up. I'm normally appointment watch in the evenings. And uh, I have a whole thing, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Because I like watching Star Wars when it's dark. I don't know why. It's just a thing. But my wife woke me up and she was excited and wanted to watch it at 9 a.m. So I was like, okay, like if you're excited, we're on Christmas holidays. So I'm like, sure, let's do it. So I watched it at 9 a.m. and I was so jazzed up. I wrote the article right after we finished at about 9.35 and got her out there because I was just so excited and happy. 
So I apologize for stepping on your toes, but I have to do it. Yeah, can you explain <laughs> that last line in the article? What we're just like, um, I, and I piss on the kids on the escalator podcast. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, what I said is, I know this is their dojo, but they can go screw <laughs> off. Jump on an escalator. That's a lot of. That's a lot of love. They can go take an elevator somewhere. There you go. Straight to Elevator hell, buddy. Nowhere. Sorry, Straight boys. to hell, Michael. But I will. Now, yeah. Uh, when did Farlack pit? Michael, when did you watch this thing? Because you you must be pretty fresh on it. Because I don't think you'd watched it yet. No, I had, and and this is. I may be the only one on the panel tonight who is kind of Careful. lukewarm. Careful on on the book of the Fet, and make no mistake. I am a fan of the FET, have been, OG fan. Uh, I was a little lukewarm, and I don't know if it was my Marvel hangover <laughs> that that kind of uh, delayed my enthusiasm to, you know, like Rook, get up and watch it first thing. I think I, I'm, I'm having a bit of the Marvel hangover uh, with the back-to-back-to-back-to-back Disney Plus throwing all this, this great stuff out, and... Maybe it's because there's been such a big gap between uh, the end of The Mandalorian and now the Book of Boba Fett that I kind of, I wasn't necessarily jumping at watching it. So I actually watched it, <laughs> lame lame alert, New Year's Eve with, uh, you know, a glass of Macallan uh, at my side while the family was sort of doing their own New Year's thing and I was being a loner i watched him dad goddamn dad out there and, on, and to make this whiskey. even even yeah. even worse is i watched it on my ipad i didn't even oh. watch it on a tv <laughs> with on. this is that's again, been mike that's been mike yeah, thanks for coming on mike that's, that's great been mike. I mean, <laughs> so that's so so then what we get to yeah, is basically we're gonna get into <laughs> i watched rook, it right away rook you better be careful too or i'm gonna yeah anyways it's all good. So what we're going to do is Okay. Get- all right. All right. You know what? As spending as many years as I did as a person. So then what we ended up doing oh, is no. going into the... It's like the Matt Damon bed. We just okay. don't have time. It's we a- don't have time. We ran out of time, Mike. Let me, let me just say, time. all the years that I spent as a producer of shows on radio, <laughs> I know the power of the button. It sucks being on the other side of the power of the button. Uh, but I, I will say, I'm not all negative Nancy on the show, so don't worry. You don't have to Damon me up here. So, <laughs> All right, Chris. So, uh, there, man, there's lots of Easter eggs, lots of stuff going on with this thing. Um mm-hmm. First and foremost, this thing kicks off with him escaping, you know, the Sarlacc pit. And we're, we're sort mm. of like of them or like, you know, it kind of answers a bunch of these questions uh, that were sort of like, hey, how's this going to go? How did he get out? He got, They kind of got right to it, which is pretty awesome. Um, Chris, you said it's a little different. Um, so well, down, in the, yeah, in the yeah. book that they did before, uh, Dengar, one of the... Uh, bounty hunters came and helped him i wish i i had them and i had the mode i was going to bring them up so if i was describing a character i could put them in front of me to know who i was talking about but he had like the wraps around he his looked head like a stuff. head wound like he had a head wound yeah, or he had something. A gun that yeah. was way too big for him so yeah. he saved boba fett in the book and that was a little bit different i liked when when he was i thought it was that was pretty cool right off the bat it's like because you know everybody's like okay how do you, you know how do you get out of the sarlacc pit and it's like boom right off the bat here we go 
going to tell you right now, which was great. And and again, and again, this is the thing that the, the movie missed. All right. You know, we didn't want these 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 half hearted new characters. We wanted redemption for our old favorites. Right. We wanted redemption for Luke. Boba Fett got his redemption. Like there he is. Like, you know, oh, wow. He got eaten by the Sarlacc pit. Well, man, those things will digest you. That's, that's a pretty shitty thing to fall into. And it was kind of comical when he fell in. So, hey. Here comes his, uh, here's Boba Fett's Revenge. Redemption, which is what this has been from The Mandalorian, and I've loved it. I like the way the tendril was hanging out, and you know that was the one that uh, Han Solo shot from Return of the Jedi, which was really, really cool. And of course, of course Boba Fett is a really, he's an old dude, and uh, he's smart, though, and he shows this throughout this episode as well. I, you know, I, 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 it surprised me. I was up early for some reason, and I was just looking on the TV and popped up, watched it, thought it was great thought it was great um we can go into more details we go on but the opening scene yeah i thought that was that was really well played uh bringing in the stormtrooper that was obviously there like well well before probably in a new hope he, he got swallowed maybe he was <laughs> looking for uh, uh the droids you know what i mean and he accidentally fell in there but he's been in there for a while um and then but the way boba fett got out that was pretty cool but boba fett is super smart and uh redemption man Boba Fett got his redemption. So, yeah, Boba Fett. There you go, I'm, buddy. I'm feeling like I want <laughs> that fan. Sarlacc Pit stuff. Like, I want this whole season dedicated to the inside of the Sarlacc Pit. <laughs> <I don't laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you, Brent. I, I mean, again, visually, it was very cool. I love I love how they, you got a sense of, okay, there's the, the Jabba sail barge strewn across the desert. There's been some time passage. Not sure how much time has passed. Uh, I loved, I loved the visual of it. And like you said, the 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 attention to detail with the tentacle that was shot. You saw that. So I thought that was that was brilliant. But again, it's just as as the the fans that we are, it was almost like you gave me just a fraction of what I was hoping we were going to see. There's got to be more that. coming. There has to be more coming. Like just from that, from that scene alone, I wanted more. And I just thought it was almost the opposite of how he got knocked in the comical, like, Oh, all it took was a, a, a stick to the, to the rocket pack. And, and in he goes, well, all it is is him stealing the air from the stormtrooper and burning his way out. Like I just, it just seemed really, it, but he, he was so tapped when he got out that he couldn't even take on a Jawa, right? Like, like that's how tapped he was. That Which he I thought even was funny. Again, the Jawas, yeah. you so know, that showed that showed how how it how yeah. it fatigued him in there, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing I thought about that is like because I thought the same thing, but then it was like, well, what are you going to show in there? <laughs> he's stuck. I want like you know yeah, what I mean. Like, I want like a half half like what are you looking for there you guys i'm not i want like a half digested dude in there i want like (laughs) well having it's like it's like a thousand year it's a thousand year digestion i'm like well you know you're really only going to pull off if you're already 50 and you're going in you're you're only pulling off 40 years of digestion so you wanted you wanted him to explore a little bit yeah yeah, i want him to like like i want (laughs) him i want him like you know going through the thing yeah oh there's a there's a there's a there's a ship he swallowed there's oh something else in there that fell in there what do you think there? What do you think there, rookie? Uh, I feel like they uh, they addressed it right away for the fandom because if they didn't address it right away, then people would have lost their minds. I was I was curious as to if they were going to leave it for a later episode, uh, just to yeah. make the fans wait, but they kind of did it right out of the hop. And uh, I do agree, though, that it felt a little bit rushed because it was what? Maybe a three minute scene, two minute scene. Mm-hmm. It was like the intro scene, um, like on Titans. kind of. Yeah, thing. like, it, like they could have showed a little bit more of the struggle, maybe him coming to a little bit more. But I feel like if they didn't address it in the first episode, there would have been more complaints. 
Mm. Now, with the time time wise, again, I just assumed that it was a while after this had happened, like that. You know, our heroes from A New Hope, from Return of the Jedi, were gone a long time, and who knows what's happened. But the simple fact that he kind of almost came to and was gasping for breath you get a sense that maybe he wasn't down there that long like it was doesn't it take place right after yeah no they explain that because they they explain how long he was with the uh, sand people for uh i was i was just reading about that before okay that was five five days it was five something five days five weeks uh so i think i think he was down for five days and then he woke up was what it was um but they say how long he's with the sand people for before he got his he got his outfit back. So okay. kind of go back from there. Um, you kind of have to back it up to how long you could actually live without water. Let's go with that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like if it's five days, then you know you only can last what four days, can't you? Mm-hmm. I think so this is this is the suspension of disbelief. I think it's like, hey, give the fans, you know, here's here's the Sarlacc pit. You've always wanted this. Don't ask any other questions. Just let's <laughs> let's let's move on. Yeah, it's kind of right like there. it's kind of like a wrestling, yeah. kind of like a wrestling. Because book. because Wasn't how old was Boba guy? Fett when he yeah. when he went in? I, I assumed in Return of the Jedi he was still a pretty young dude, but you know when he's climbing out, he's he's looking pretty haggard and. Did anybody notice down. his veneers? Did anybody notice that he always, he's always going like he's, he's doing that a lot? Did notice his veneers? No. Oh, especially at the very end when he's holding the chain, he's like this. No. <laughs> it's, it's funny though. Actually, my wife noticed that more than I did. She goes, oh my God, look at his veneers. And then after, yeah, I was like, oh, I couldn't stop looking at it. Yeah, there. He'd be beat he's up on the ground. You'd see him like kind of like smiling, right? But yeah. So yeah, we, we go into the palace after that. We run into these two, which is awesome. I love the fact it's that like they brought these, these guys back as kind of like, hey, man, we're, we're with you, but just let us live. They're, they're, they're kind of more cut now. So I guess they've been working yeah. out over those five weeks. Uh, I guess they had to some they had, did some burpees or something uh, to get ready for it. I but, was trying uh, to figure out what was what was wrong. Like what? what no, they're in shape. Jive. Yeah, they're not, they're not. They're in shape. They've been they hired a trainer. I guess, <laughs> or they were working out in prison. They lost uh, all their armor. They're not they lost, hidden under there anymore. Right, you see uh, their, but I then mean, those guys come back, physique. and they, so, anyways, they go into that, and then we had we run into sort of like I, I can't really necessarily go scene by scene, but one of the things that I was I was digging was you know you're back in Java's palace, mm-hmm. right? And the and attention the, to detail in there, and all the attention was, to was excellent. It really you got a sense that they went back and looked at the reference material <laughs> and the shot, like just. It's it's like that scene in Return of the Jedi where uh, where Leia comes and sort of gets Han out where it's dead quiet. There's nobody around, and you just get that sort of empty mm. shell feel. Very cool. Again, uh, Rodriguez really, I think he really captured the the sort of the visual feel of it, of that that whole sort of uh, Jabba's palace to to seamlessly tie it into Return of the Jedi. But we'll get on more. Yeah. Chris, where, uh, where did you um, take away from, from like just in general on feel and look? Uh, from from the uh, Jabba's uh, palace there? Or the uh, sorry. sorry, there's two Chris's here. Oh, right. <laughs> Rook. Thank you. You're feeling, you're, you're feeling on this thing here. Like you're feeling on, on just the overall, you know, uh, take on, on Rodriguez's uh, approach to this. I thought it was incredible. Like I never had any doubt in my mind with, you know, David Filoni and John Favreau being in behind the scenes that they were going to do anything different. It looked, it felt like it was old school. It felt like it was sort of like a new hope. It felt just like it gave me that sort of vibe. 
Um, and, you know, to be honest, one of my favorite parts was how badass the Sam people were. Um, yeah. because the sand people generally are just the ones that, you know, do the crazy noises, but you could actually see their warriors mm-hmm. and a little bit badass. Does um, anyone else want to see what they look like under there? No. Mm-hmm. Keep it a mystery. Okay. And my favorite callback, I don't know about you guys, was Max Rebo. <laughs> yes. I saw Max Rebo with the cantina yeah. It was the same song yeah. too, right? They just they yeah. just put a different spin on it. Yeah. It was the dun dun dun, dun but it was like dun dun yeah. dun dun dun, 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 dun yeah. I jumped up out of my seat and went, yes! <laughs> he survived as well! Yes! The big, the big crash, right? Like his bib obviously yeah, okay. uh, survived. So now we know that Max and the uh, guitar player there, they survived as well. So that's yeah, this is like a Leonard Skinner kind of is, uh, yeah. vibe callback to it. They right? got the band all back together and the and the course of the girl there, the Twi'lek girl was uh, Jennifer Beals from uh, yeah. Flashdance. Flashdance fame, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Which I don't, I don't see a lot of people talk about that, but as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh man, who is that? She looks great. She looks really good. I also think that the one thing that bothered me a little bit, but I get it because as you mentioned before that he's an older guy, he Mm -hmm. just seemed like he was getting his ass kicked the whole episode. I don't know about you guys. He's still hurt. I think the whole back to tank is showing that we don't have Boba Fett at full power yet, but we're gonna. And it's the same thing as I think that he's so nice. That was the thing that got me a bit. It was like, okay, man, but I think that he's, he's smart, as I mentioned. He's in no shape to fight anybody right you now. Yeah, that he was slowly getting the crap sucked out of him. So that that uh, back to tank that he's in, that Luke was in, that's his secret right now, man. That's like his his Lazarius pit, right? That's a repair. That's a repair keep, tank. Yeah, he has to yeah. keep going back to that right now. But I think we're gonna see a different Boba Fett as it goes on. I'm just saying. I don't know. Um, but that's what I'm thinking is that he's very smart. He's not up to, to speed yet, or else he wouldn't be going into that damn tank, right? He wouldn't need yeah, that. So there's no sense trying to fight a lot of people and wasting Fennec Shan. That, that's that's just my thought on, on what he's doing there with that. But very interesting because he's definitely, we don't have 100% Boba Fett yet. You know, to his, that his, point, his health meter is like not all the way there yet. To that point, though, on, on Chris's point, uh, like Rook's point, um, like in the. Uh, they made a point. Remember the Irishman? They made the the Irishman with um, uh, Scorsese. Just made the Irishman a couple of years uh, last year with um, De Niro and Pacino, and they de-aged them. Yeah, right. And so then you had De Niro pretending he was forty, like <laughs> like like Casino for like Casino De Niro, yeah. but he's still punching and kicking like he's eighty. Yeah. So it's so it's kind of like it's kind of like wow he looks so young and then he's like and, <laughs> like he's doing this or like he's he's whacking somebody and then he had to go throw somebody or he had to go down to the shore and walk on these rocks and he's walking like an eighty two year old man but he's mm. he's supposed to be forty so in this particular case I mean well, we were when, wondering how we were my remember Mike was mentioning we were wondering how he's going to pull this off because at yeah. that time too this is probably before they gave him a trainer right like last when we talked about it last season whatever yeah, we yeah. I remember us all Mike you bring it was like yeah I don't know if he could handle his own show you know yeah <laughs> is, is he fit enough to even like and that that was day? that was one of the critiques that uh, I mean online was the fact that that fight sequence at the end there was not not up to contemporary professional standards yeah. so you know again it's but but look at look at what you're you're working with you know they're they're limited by how much uh, Tamira Morrison can do he's not a young guy anymore when he did return of the jedi a lot younger you know, mm-hmm. that's like that's like getting Harrison Ford to be oh, was like he Indiana in? was Jones. He in? Was he in the original? Return oh, sorry, of no, no. Uh, Jeremy Bullock was was at that point. Okay. But even even if you go back to um, uh, Attack of the Clones when he was Jango Fett, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's still a, a significant amount of time ago. 
So, uh, I mean, you're limited with with what he can do. And I, I think they did a pretty good job of of sort of masking that weakness. And I think, like Chris was saying, uh, you're, you're going to see how this plays out. Like, there's a reason why Boba Fett's not this ass kicker that we all remember, the most feared bounty hunter in all the galaxy. There's a reason, and I think you're kind of, you're going to start to see that. Um, as it now, goes, now I, I look, so. I watch him, and I, I'm, a, I just don't want to get in the way of him getting to the early bird buffet. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's not as bad as last uh, as as the Mandalorian when yeah. when he shows up, and it's like, dude, did you like eat Jawas while you were in <laughs> oh, the man, Sarlacc pit? Like, well. is that how you stayed alive? Because he was pretty beefy, like you know, he he looked like a, a dad bod, Boba Fett. But it now, I mean, they they've really, I think they they got you know. Get him some kick-ass, cleaned-up armor. Make him look, you know, as good as you can for a. You make know. him make him not look like Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> we we you could know? be, you know, another side of this too. I never even thought of this, but the more you guys are bringing up points, we could be watching the downfall of Boba Fett right here. You know what I mean? Like we we could be watching the end of Boba Fett. And this the the book of Boba Fett. This this is the book of Boba Fett, and at the end of it, it's like. Boom, that's the end of him. You never like, you know, the way it's heading. I think the Crimson, like other things we'll talk about, but, uh, you know, the Crimson Dawn, I'm really thinking is going to come up here at some point. Oh, that would be so great. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I explain think that for our, explain that for our uh, uneducated. Well, the Crimson Dawn um, and this will bring on. So look, why don't we why don't we switch over to think? Well, well sorry, not, I'm, I'm cutting off what this is what I would like to see. So where are we? Where are we at the show, Brent? Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a bit. Well, we're just like we've gotten through. Uh, we've gotten through the Sarlacc. We've gotten through him uh, doing holding court as the as the guy, yeah. and then we have the oh, mayor. Well, we got to go through the pay tribute thing with the, the pay tribute yes. thing. Sorry, yeah, I'm then, jumping way ahead, we'll, but it's we'll all good. Like we're just kind of rolling through. Um, I get excited. Yeah. And I want to jump to the end. So the the pay tribute thing um, where people had to pay tribute, and I thought it was funny that the one guy was like, "I'm not paying tribute." To you, uh, or you well, got the, guy that came you the mayor, pay, right? Yeah, came pay, you got to pay tribute to me. But uh, let's go, rookie. His delivery uh, was great. Take I away just on that. Really good. What do you think of that scene? What do you think of, of him holding court there? I thought it was awesome, and I, I loved everybody coming through. And they're trying to, I guess, show him being a little bit more um, human uh, and nice than the way that Jabba used to rule. Uh, which I think is humanizing him a bit and how he's going to do it. And, you know, the good part was when his sidekick was like, should I kill him? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, no, you know, that's not what we do here anymore. Um, but uh, thanks for offering. Um, and I think that it was also, you know, I think we all realized the foreshadowing of the mayor, that the mayor is going to be either a thorn in his side um, or a main character, main villain. I, I, I said in my piece villain, but I feel like, after watching the trailer for the next episode, it's just going to be everybody's trying to come for the crown. Did you see yeah. the, the still, Chris, of the uh, of the Ithadorian in in a kind of throne setting? Yeah, it, yeah. So it looks like there, it might be an Ithadorian. Yeah, and that's so, the hammerhead type guys. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just. Um, I thought it was good and I feel like he's going to change his tune on how he rules. I think at the beginning he's going to be a little softer and then he's going to realize that he's going to have to rule with an iron fist. Uh, Mike, not to, cause you brought up the throne and it, it sort of hit me. I'm like, okay, so they clearly, they clearly made a new throne uh, in the time that Jabba died and Bib Fortuna took over because there's no way Jabba's ass was going to fit in that coach seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bib, Bib Fortuna was the was was the one the last one in the throne, right? Yeah. Which again, see and this is 
again, plays to the whole timeline thing that's that's kind of messing me up a little bit. Bib Fortuna got super fat super quick. Mm-hmm. If this is only, you know, depending on, on how this plays out, like I don't know how long he was with uh, the sand people. He's an alien though, dude. He could get fat off of one burger. Yeah. We don't know, right? Like, <laughs> true enough. True enough. He, he could get. He could. He could have a burger and be like, "Oh, I'm so full." <laughs> uh, the uh, the the torture droid. Uh, yeah, and I do realize, huh? yeah, Matt Barry is the voice of. Uh, I guess it's eight D eight. Is I think that's the the character's the the droid's name. Matt mm-hmm. Barry from this guy here. Uh, this guy here. Uh, okay. Yes, There's the guy in the on the right. Matt Barry, who was on uh, uh, the uh, the IT crowd, uh, he's a British actor. He also did, uh, I forget the name of the show. It's where he plays a stage actor. Uh, it's a British show. I'm gonna have to look up the name of it. Extras, um, uh, not extras. Um, hang on a sec. Bit Fortini. Balls. Let me let me let me let me dig this up. The Ithadorian, though, by the way, that that they're that they're showing in the still is going to be voiced by Robert Rodriguez. 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 So, <laughs> yes, he, he he's going to be Chai Chai voicing Chai Chai Rodriguez from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. So no, but he's going to be doing the voice of that Ithadorian there, right? And I'm thinking that the Ithadorian is yes the mayor, but I think somebody is above the mayor pulling the strings, which is where I think when we come down to this, it's going to be Kira. Um, Amelia Clark of yes. uh, Game of Thrones, of, uh, you know the Dragon and Boob Show. So, and she's Han Solo's girlfriend in the Han Solo movie, and then she gets yeah, hired yeah. by the Crimson Dawn. By this time, I'm thinking Darth Maul's gone. She's maybe taken over. I'm thinking Kira is the one that's pulling the strings of this uh, Thedorian, who is going to be voiced by good old Rob Raw Degrees. There, <laughs> well, I can't pronounce his name right now. So, and that—that's what I think is going to happen. I think that the that. She's going to be pulling the strings at the top there. And that's going to bring in the Crimson Dawn, who is uh, originally Darth Maul's group of criminals. So, you know, it's like more of the criminal element, right? Because that's that's what most of this is about, which I I find amazing. I I hope we see more bounty hunters. We saw kind of IG-88 there before. I I would love to see Bosk. I think Bosk would be good. I'd love to see Dengar. Yeah, I think he'd be amazing too, especially like in a hidden scene at the beginning or something. Yeah. Um, but the Tendon Ocean dudes, uh, like Bosk, the guy who brought in uh, the Wookiee uh, fur, right? The pelt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they hate Wookiees and, and uh, the, the, they don't get along and the guy's like Bosk. So I'd like to see Bosk. I think that'd be great. And if he came in as part of the, the Crimson Dawn now and was working for uh, Kira, wow, that'd be really cool. I'd like to see that. Um, Star plus Wars, Cad Bane. Cad Bane at the very end, a showdown between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, and Cad Bane kills Boba Fett. Boom. I'd be pretty happy with that. I think that'd be rad. <laughs> uh, by the way, Matt Berry, Toast of London is the name of the show. There you uh, go. If you get a chance, seriously, it, he's a brilliant, very funny guy, brilliant actor. Toast of London, and Brent, you'll love it just from a from you know with the voice with the Mikey voiceover thing. There's some great stuff in there with him where it's uh, he's in he's in a studio and and the uh, engineers you know like uh, hi it's Clem Fandango can you, yes I can hear you Clem Fandango like it's a running joke throughout the series. Matt, I love the fact that a lot of these droids that they're getting these these very funny British actors uh, to to play them like uh, in uh, Rogue One. Um, the dude from uh, what is it? Uh, Dodgeball, the pirate, Pirate Steve, and I forget his. See, I'm 
as we're getting older, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. remembering the names of, of these actors. But anyway, I, I love I love the dynamic that you're seeing with Fennec Shand, with, uh, with Boba. Uh, you've got the comedy uh, of the droid as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing Fennec Shand questioning how badass Boba Fett is. Like, I'm seeing kind of there may be a little bit of a... Uh, I don't know. That's just from the first episode. To the Crimson Dawn uh, theory that you you pose there, Chris, maybe Fennec Shand jumps sides somewhere along the way because she doesn't believe. She in... does have a life debt though to Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't but, know how you know, important that so is. So does Chris you know, Rook. So Wookie, that's huge, right? <laughs> Rook's got one to us. He <laughs> does jumping, um, jumping this, jumping the. Elevator how many episodes there. are we going to be? Nine, right? Is it nine? Is episodes? it nine? This, they they, they seem to stick to this arc that Chris loves, uh, Machete loves, oh, which is the, which is nine, maybe nine episodes, which is like your first three and then your middle right. three and then your end. Well, three I just finished that. off Hawkeye and then I jumped right into this one. Um, yeah, because the ending of Hawkeye I thought was fantastic. Holy cow. Hawkeye was a lot better than I thought it would be. Not to get us off topic, but I went from that right into this. Like I'm talking like maybe I've the, watched like the, the next first day. episode. Rookie, where oh, you at? Oh, okay. Yeah, where are you at with this on? Uh, okay, so we go we go to uh, they go inside the cantina. Uh, or all the rest of it. Sorry, he he's got. Uh, who is this one here with the hair? Uh, that's the. Is that Jennifer? Jen- that's Jennifer uh, Beals. Yeah, right, right, right. I kind of uh, want to see her pull a chain at some point and have like liquid yeah. splash it's down ca- on. It's her. been kind of controversial that he came into the cantina and took his helmet off. People are talking about that online, saying he I thought that was interesting. Like when he went in. And then he was like, oh, yeah. took us, took his helmet off, and they're like, "Wait, you're a le- leader now. You shouldn't be doing that or something." So that's, well, that's kind why of he a- did it. Probably, he's, yeah. He's really trying to, he's trying to buck the system, man. He's like, "I'm yeah. the leader. Here's how it's gonna go." So I, I, again, it would be, wouldn't that be the classic Western story? The guy comes in, tries to put new rules into the town. He dies at the end. It'd be a pretty tragic story. Plus, this is what you guys are all saying, man. He's looking old. Like I, I don't know, could he do like a part two? Could he really die? I don't know. I don't know. Well, and then it got we got into the sand people. Uh, so we go into the so he gets you know thinking about the Jawas. The sand people grab him. He goes into this scenario here where he gets you know uh, has to go in and fight whatever this thing is here, which was kind of slick. Clash um, of the Titans or what? Like yeah, that was kind of rad with the with, Titans, with the, right? with the, uh, the tribute to Leia there with the Decent. choke out, yeah. which was pretty rad. Rookie, how did you think that flowed on that side of it? What did you think of this whole thing in the desert with the with him up against the uh, this whatever the hell this thing is? First off, I see why Luke hated Tatooine so much because if those things are just chilling in the ground, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, I'm just trying right, to walk. I'm just there. trying to walk to get milk, and that guy just pops his head up. Um, it was good because I think that was for me showed him kicking ass, and I was like, "This is the guy that I remember." Um, and but then I was like, "Yo, that little uh, youngling took credit for it yeah. when he went back," and I'm like, "That asshole." Yeah. Right? Is that what he was trying to do, or did I read that wrong? No, I think I think he was, but I I kind of oh, yeah. get the sense that Boba Fett, when he has that sort of that little moment with the with the water rock that he gets from the the leader of the of the Tuscan Raiders, they both kind of know. Yeah. He, oh yeah. For it sure, wasn't right? him. It was. Yeah. It was this yeah. dude. What's the you know? And how cool was that? As oh, so anyways, Hops is wondering what Chris and Rookie are drinking in their mugs. Oh, water drinking in my, in my mugs. I got yeah. an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> water ice water Man, I had enough beer water. over the past few days I got energy drink oh look at that um, yeah there we go Hops um, I, I thought it was cool how they keep coming up with cool stuff like water rocks 
not just dig for water. That but was pretty water, neat. Yeah. Water I love seeing this exploring. This is the thing I like again about this. And as I, I'm not, this is what I, I hope the movies are going to start to do um, is exploring these planets, man. There's so much cool stuff on these planets that we could find. You could do a trilogy just on Tatooine. I would think in the movies, you know, like it's just so the, the, the water thing is, it's as you pointed out, but that's a great point because it's such a small thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But wow. What a great thing to know on this planet. I didn't know that. Like, how um, do they get water? They have to have water somehow on this desert planet. Where they, Yeah. They, and they, then they, it the starts. The moisture up. farmers, right? There's then moisture it starts farmers. backing up, though. Then you're like over analyzing every scene in the yeah. history of Tatooine, going, "Hey, so why didn't uh, why aren't they walking on water things there?" And then when <laughs> well, po- that could have been newly disguised. No, I don't look at it that way. I, I'm I'm good at putting an excuse for some of that. And stuff. was Tashi Station the only place you could get power converters? On? <laughs> they, didn't <laughs> they mention it too? Did they mention Tashi Station in yeah. this? Yeah, that was great. So I mean, I I see what you're saying, Brian. Like we for nerds cool. for Star Wars nerds. Absolutely. This is like, oh, you're giving us this. Now we want, give us more. Give us more of this. Well, I said that last season. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll, if they're going to go down this road, I want, you know, they, they did it in The Mandalorian where they showed us where like the land speeders are stored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only thing that was missing was some angry mechanic fixing them. But it was just like, you know, they they, they dive into these little tiny things that we yeah. that we love. So, so I think we're going to see the, the, the criminal underworld here. I think is what they're going to show, which is great. You know, I, I, especially for guys like us who just watched it forever and had the action figures. The, now, 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 my little uh, action figure displays I put together are actually coming to life now because you know yeah. you got you got to show in your own world what happened to Boba Fett after, and so this is cool. Now I'm seeing it all come to life, and I really like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. And it's a nice it's it's a nice sort of twist or like a different take on because you know Mandalorian it, with with the child and and that whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of story behind it like you were saying Chris this you know criminal element there's a new sheriff in town I joked it was like Roadhouse it's like Patrick Swayze coming in to take over the bar yeah you know? that's uh, funny but it's it's you get that sense of of like there's a new sheriff but there's still like the big crime boss that's yeah, you know, you're gonna pay coming. tribute so to me who would you guys like to see coming up in this show then like I call, I'd like I'd really like to see uh, Cad Bane just because they were you know, he kind of Cad Bane brought little Boba Fett up and you kind of look like they were going to challenge each other one day. And apparently that ding in his helmet is from Cad Bane as well. Um, but I'd really like to see Cad Bane in there. And also uh, I, the Omega, who is uh, the last clone child from Jango Fett uh, from the Bad Batch cartoon. So I know it's hard to watch everything and know what's going on. But there is a little girl named Omega and she's another another fat basically and mm-hmm. i'd like to see her brought in which would be really really cool so that yeah well bosk as well so so three i'd like to see cad bane don't see that happening would love to see bosk that would be cool and a little bit of omega so what, what would you guys like to see rookie rookie why don't you start um i'm hoping for in either a flashback or maybe a relative but i want to see jabba the hut nice so bad just like him the- or a relative of him I like if it's him in a flashback, that'd be cool. Yeah. Or if it's like somebody of his species, yes, yes. then that would also be fine. But oh. I just want them to kind of call back to that just that, to see gotta be more of them there. right? Yeah. Like just Larry. to see it in like the new graphics and like Larry, uh, Larry Hutt, Larry Hutt, Larry Hutt. <laughs> no, I like that. that should, if expanding on the whole Hutt clan would be good because yeah. they were, they were so powerful at that time. As they were saying, they set the standard. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. do. Uh, more Hutt. Okay. Mike. Uh, you know I, what I what I what I don't want to see is I don't want to see too many 
callbacks to the original trilogy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need sort of a extra Star Wars Han Leia that sort of uh, stuff playing into it. I, I'd like it to be sort of standalone. I'd like it to be different from from you know the regular Star Wars universe. I want to kind of like what the Mandalorian was. You had just enough of a callback, but it, it felt original and it felt until like, Luke showed up and then it was the original yeah, again. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, which it, it was cool, but up to that point, it felt different. It felt it was Star Wars, but it was different. I kind of want that same thing because we've got Boba Fett. I mean, that's, that's the centerpiece. That's all I really want from that sort of original trilogy. Uh, what I do want, I love the, I love the idea of having Amelia Clark uh, and and the whole uh, Crimson Dawn. What happened after Solo? You know mm-hmm. how how did sort of that play out? The Darth Maul. I don't, would Darth Maul still be in play at this point? No. So in canon. Obi-Wan See, and killed him. And wow, is that yeah. ever a great Clone Wars cartoon? If you're only going to watch one Clone Wars cartoon, watch the one where Obi-Wan kills uh, a Darth Maul. And it's just like that. Again, if, if you like, if you, th- it's the, it's, but it's such a touching scene. It's like, wow, it's over now. Um, you got to watch it to, for me to describe it. Um, wouldn't do it justice. So no, uh, I think uh, Darth Maul's supposed to be al- dead by now. So that's why I was saying that uh, Kira would probably be running the show, but yeah. she needs some muscle. So that's why I was hoping Bosk might be there on the side, right? Helping yeah. run things. But it's funny, Mike, you're mentioning how um, these shows, they, they go out on their own mm-hmm. until they hit the end. Look at season one, buddy. Yeah. We hit the end and all of a sudden, a Va- it was almost like Darth Vader was in there, right? With Moff Gideon. And yeah. then we hit the second season and who do we end off with? Then there's Luke, you know. The, Boba Fett, right? And then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke. and So they start off that way, but then they bring in somebody classic and they give, and, and it seems like to me, they're giving they, it's it's a it's a character that needs needs redemption because um, I thought Luke needed redemption from his terrible display in the movies and I thought Boba Fett needed um, redemption from falling in the Sarlacc pit and having no no hearing about that right so I thought I thought that was that was a cool way to do that um, I'm waiting for redemption for the whole Mandalorian world which right. is a huge story in itself there um, but again Boba Fett. It, Boba Fett's dad, Jango Fett. How much are they going to go into that? Because there was a storyline where he was running Mandalore for a while there. So there's so I many love avenues that whole that thing. go here, man. Yeah, and I love that whole bit in the Clone Wars about how all the stormtroopers, at least for a while, were all clones. Like, yeah. in essence, that stormtrooper that was in the Sarlacc pit with him technically was a clone. Was, was, like, if he would have removed the mask, uh, it would have been no, like, man, I'm looking at that myself. Point- I no? think at that point it was because it's right after it's right after yeah, uh, Return he, of the he Jedi. He would have fallen right? in there probably by a New Hope, as I was mentioning. That that's what speculation online is for most people saying that he would have fell in a New Hope, and they're saying that right. when, when, when he was at walk, sw- when they're when walking, did it switch over to them like you know pulling kids out of like, like stealing kids and making them Jedi's or making them a stormtrooper story. When did that happen? Because this well, they just enlisted place- them because they took over. So it's like, if you want to join the army, join the army. It was like another career for them. Right. Look, you look, you got to watch Han Solo because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. What do you want to yeah. be? Do you want to be like a, do you want to fly a plane? Do you want to work yeah, yeah. in the ammo? Do you want to be a grunt? What do you want to do? So it was mm-hmm. a new opportunity for people who didn't have a job, join the empire, right? You know what I mean? We got cookies. <laughs> yeah. We got weed. Come get <laughs> The empire did not have weed. There's no, no way. I'm thinking they didn't, but well, not all of them. And who paid right. for all those workers? Power the dark work? side. Who paid for all that weed. Uh, do you guys think Mando's going to show up? In this? No, I don't think he is, but I, I could be, so. you know, 
it could be the one hand shake and the other right at the end we get mando that's what um, i mean like in the season finale it just does the same thing that it did oh and, and looping and it off that's great back. buddy yeah yeah um again like I'm this one now lead into that. season three of mandalorian kind of i don't know right no, I, I, you guys got me thinking now Boba Fett's just going to die at the end of this. So I, now I'm thinking something oh, no. mega big is well, happening. Here's here. the thing. Do you think Do you think the book of Boba Fett is a one and done? I yes, so. that's what. Now I'm thinking that because you guys got like, like the more I you've had so. me exploring how old he is and just everything. Though, you know, the, I think the book of Boba Fett is going to be that's as I mentioned, like, that's it. There's your book of Boba Fett. Because Wanda, Wanda was one and done. I don't think they're. Yeah, no, it's coming Wanda. back for another one. Are they doing oh, another one? Yeah. Really? I thought, yeah, I thought originally just doing was doing another one and Agatha got her own show, too. So I, I'm, oh, Marvel, I'm, Marvel is just, it's too much, man. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah, Marvel it's is too just, much. but it's Star Wars is almost becoming too much, but, but not really. Well, I haven't like, seen a lot of Star Wars in a while. Actually, I was really looking, that's yeah. one reason I was looking forward to the whole angle on Boba Fett and the way that the guys who produce the show do it is yeah. it is different from the Marvel ones. Um, again, I liked, I liked Hawkeye. I didn't think I was gonna like Hawkeye, but I, that's another, another total discussion, but that's why I was looking forward to the Star Wars ones. Cause it was kind of marveled out. Um, and I love the uh, just the the sand, you know what I mean? Tatooine going into one planet kind of thing, and and and, and different. Like hearing a Rodarian talk, how cool would it be to drink with a Rodarian man, dude? Say something, <laughs> say anything. I don't care. Dude, they're hilarious. They're, they're say the right thing though, man, because I'll shoot my first. Like, come on. <laughs> but what you know, Chris, you're talking about, and you guys were all talking about how the end of season one came back to something. The end of season two came yeah. back to something on the Mandalorian. Oh, it's going to end with some big. I don't. But you know, let me let me throw this at you yeah um obviously they're gonna they're gonna keep they're gonna have to tie things in together this is how you build franchises right so they go from here maybe in somehow it ties into obi-wan or something or somehow it ties into the man you know it rolls right into the man whatever it's gonna be but to me when we're coming we come back to like what i want to see more of um i'm all about the easter egg stuff i'm all about exploring the planet as you said chris and they're doing a really good job so far in that first episode and the mando they did the uh, you know yeah. when they had to go and fight that big thing that's like you know as chris said like when you know if you're on tatooine and you're dealing with this shit on a regular basis i mean i mean who's is there a helpline to call like what <laughs> like who's who's it's handling mental ghostbusters <laughs> some kind of Who? dragon yeah yeah but also who's handling the mental health scenario hello here? it's Watto. i'm no longer i'm no longer a tigerian uh, with parts i'm now getting rid of animals uh, uh you oh, know what? I, I got hit by a sand dragon. I've the same since. So to that point, maybe Tatooine is what what we're getting here. Like, like instead, actual. like Tatooine itself is the actual star of this show. Yeah. 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 So far, anyway. So is that that's what you want to see? Is more. That's what Tatooine? I want to see. I want to see Tatooine. I don't no, want. But what? What in general though? Like you want to see more about like a sand, more sand. More sand. More sand. More sand. No, I. I'm, I'm just, actually after watching the, Dune. I want to see more sand. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 sand. I think I think just in general, um, I love continuing to be like I like the fact that these guys have taken over this thing, and no matter what they do, I think is going to be gold. Like I really think they've been given carte blanche to do it. So I'm just character wise, I'm not as deep in as as you guys are as far as like the little tiny things. Even my little guy can probably get further in on who we want to see. Um, I love all your stuff as far as like you know boobs and dragons girl and all the rest of it taken over and i love that side of it i i'm all i'm a massive darth maul fan so that would be cool to kind of 
do that. But I'm with you, Chris. I think more criminals. We're always focused on the good guys and then the empire, which has its seven bad guys. But like this, these criminals and sort of like every other show we watch has got gangsters and people and we get this backstory on all these guys so why can't we get more of that on on this and um, I, I want them to kind of go down that road but I think Tatooine's going to be the star of this one for sure you know what I, what what it dawned on me as I was watching Book of Boba why I think we are so enamored with what they've done with what Favreau and Filoni have done and I watched the Star Wars marathon on Showcase over the holidays, that Thank was you, you right? That, that was yes, you. yes. Um, <laughs> which, like, like you're saying, it is a pretty nerd out moment for me because it's like stand by, Mike, for one minute. Cool. Yeah, stand by. Okay. If you're watching the Star Wars marathon, yes, and then Leon's comes on, and <laughs> yes. then Bodog comes on, yeah. you literally get twelve and a half hours of Mike. I am in your head on every you. goddamn thing. <laughs> That's why you watch Star Wars. <laughs> when I end up in a nursing home, Mike's gonna end up. Being yeah. the guy that is like, all right, lunch is served, everybody. Uh, yeah. And don't, for, and don't forget don't in forget between there, McGruber is a day. Oh, yeah, and you did the yeah. McGruber thing, yeah, too. So, so that's kind of funny. Anyways, go back nice. there. But, but yeah. what it, it dawned on me as I was watching Return of the Jedi, which to this day I love and I hate for obvious reasons. Um, Ewoks uh, hate. Uh, <laughs> but it dawned on me why I think we love what those two guys and you know the directors are, are doing in this is that Star Wars is no longer uh, the focused or the the end game is not to sell toys to kids. So you're getting real stories and you're getting these characters and the grit that that Star Wars really is because they're not focused on having to get a bunch of Kenner action figures and play sets sold in stores. Uh, I don't necessarily, like it's on Disney plus, but I don't necessarily think that the focus is on kids like star Wars kind of became. Well, like the newer movies, like, yeah, like the Empire, new movies were, you know, we, they, we they weren't about it. the characters in the newer movies, right? Because there wasn't anything really going yeah. on. With them. You didn't care well, about them, but, but so, it was about selling, that Let's was, be honest. It was about well, selling. Also, I'm saying like the newer yeah. movies. This is a great the diversity between. See, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is how the movie should have been done, and I think they're learning that. As I, as I, I think they're learning that the way we're doing the new movies isn't right. You know, there's, there's, we're just throwing shit against the wall. It's not working. These guys who know Star Wars, who tapped into it when they were young, who give a shit about it, are creating the best Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus television right now, in my opinion. Rook. Yeah, I agree. I think that they should just give everything to John Favreau and David Filoni because they care. Everything. It's not about the action figures. Everything. It's not about the money coming in. It's because they no. give a shit. Exactly. You, do, know you guys know if George Lucas has anything to do with like advisory roles on any of this stuff? I know that he visits the sets and they love to have him on there. Um, I've seen numerous pictures of him on there. Um, you know, I think I'm, he's from what I've I've heard. He's not involved, uh, but uh, the fact that he was very outspoken about the movies, the new ones, mm. and kind of was like, I, I wouldn't have gone there. And I think to your guys' point, the fact that these guys have taken this thing into a really great space for us fans and yeah. they're kind of correcting the wrongs, I think Lucas is probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, if Boba was doing this, what would this, and he would go into his archives yeah. and go, well, I actually used to have him, he was actually a poker dealer first. And well, then sure, he was if, like, <laughs> yeah. if he dropped by the set, George Lucas, I'm sure Filoni would 
have some questions for him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we'd, we'd be having coffee. It's like, so by the way, I got this scene coming up. What do you think of that? And, you know, just to get, I'm sure he would want to get. But we've favor. had this discussion about how much Lucas really had thought ahead or got so involved in the overall canon of Star Wars. I, I don't necessarily think George, unlike Stan Lee, or, or Jack Kirby to that extent. Like, I don't think it was as deep for George Lucas as it's become for like Filoni and Favreau and mm-hmm. like just the extra Star Wars canon. That's where I think it, it's, it's a benefit for them that they don't have to. And I, again, I don't know how much Kevin Feige had to sort of check with Stan Lee and, and, and go as deep with, I, I think they've got more, you know, there's there's more carte blanche to go into that canon that was developed by fans, by like the Timothy Zahns, uh, you know, that whole and and to the comics, you know, Chris, that 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 you sort of draw upon that 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 were, you know, that gave us, you know, Book of Boba Fett in in essence. I I don't think there's as as much George Lucas. Uh, at the center of it, outside of, you know, Han, Luke, Leia, Darth Vader, and maybe Yoda. Um, I'm fine. Which is a that. good thing. Yeah. It's like, I find the vibe, though. It's got that vibe. You know, yes. it's, it's, well, I think they're conscious of that. It gives though. you that original kind of vibe, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they do it on purpose, you know. Well, but yeah. Because, because it, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of CGI. I mean, if there is, it's really well done, mm-hmm. but they're sticking with a lot of that sort of live you know, made up uh, aliens, which, I mean, I love that in A New Hope. And I loved how Rogue One went back and, and kind of tapped into that one. Yeah. Rogue One, out. I just watched Rogue One again. And you know what I thought was that was the perfect balance of the CGI there. Like, I think they yeah. had it at the point where they, it was, now I know Moff Tarkin did that whole face, but I'm just, every like the spaceships and everything, I, I didn't seem too overdone. It was like, just seemed perfect. I, I really, really forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. Really I'm curious. Movie. I'm curious from a financial standpoint because of the backlash that they got uh, for the whole Luke Skywalker uh, sort of CGI, and after that fan who who popped it into the um, the deep fake and oh, came yeah. up with a better looking version of That's Mark funny. Hamill yeah. than than actually Disney Plus. I'm curious to see if Disney would be willing to pony up a little a little extra cash. If they decide to bring maybe a Princess Leia in at some point here, I think they got it. I think they got that money somewhere. When isn't Buddy scheduled to come in there? Uh, uh, the what the Winter Soldier there isn't he coming in to play Luke in the new? Uh, oh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, because they isn't oh, he really? coming in to do some stuff? Because they've got I've seen pictures online of him. Oh, uh, really? Oh no, that I don't wow. know. Check it out because I, wow. I see it come up on my feed that uh, they're all ready for him to do some Luke Skywalker stuff coming up, which would make sense. Yeah, the guy looks just like him. Oh yeah, like why not? Even like, Mark Hamill is like you know, you know, sure. It's, it's time. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's time, man. Give, I'd, I'd love to see some, Luke, man. He was my hero when I was a kid, and then yeah. when I saw him as this crotchety old guy throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder, I was just it's like somebody kicked me in the nuts, man. Not to over, like you know what I mean, like just. I was so looking, like Han Solo came back and I was like, okay, Han Solo, hey, Chewie. I was waiting for Luke personally, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. but And then Luke came back and he was just a oh. dick. He sucked. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I, it, it was it, a letdown. Honestly, down. it was like somebody just come up and kicked me in the nuts. You know what the well, worst thing had for get... me when he got attacked by all those lasers and then did this? 
I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Dude, I almost walked out of the theater. You agree with like, me on, on that one? Yeah, yeah that was the Luke thing, man. Just that really just, I was out at that point. It was kind of like, yeah. really? Now, okay, let me go. Let me go. Let me come back for a minute. Now, should they have not killed him off? Who, Luke? Like if they would have killed him off in a different way. Let's let's take these guys that are running the Mandalorian and um, Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. Let's say they were handed the reins before JJ and all the rest of it, and they were given carte blanche. And I know that um, Harrison Ford's thing was like, I'll come back if you kill me off. Yeah. Fine. I think everyone well, I knew. I thought that was done well. I like the right. first one. I thought we were heading a good way in that. Right. So I, I guess the – uh, I guess the the question is basically well, Rook, rookie, you got to jump, right? We're gonna yeah. jump anyways. We, we can only be on for an hour, so we got to go here in a couple minutes. Okay, but, buddy. Um, but uh, final with you all. Thanks, Kyle. Really good to the, see you again, my friend. The shorts, Bye, Rook. thank you. Use the shorts, buddy. We'll see you. I will. That's Rook. Rook, take care, buddy. Um, I can't believe I, he totally jumped you guys uh, with his write up on Book of okay. Boba Fett. You know, that's that, that's bad form. <laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. You know, it was, it's, it, uh, they get the real story here. Anyway, that, you right? know what you saw on, on, on Dean had his top five assholes of the year. Yeah. I don't know if the kids, kids on the escalator, top, top five assholes of the year for 2022. Rook is, Rook is making a play by jumping the book of Boba Fett. But the, you got to remember that, that okay, one of us like would have Rook. had to actually write the article. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so it wasn't really going to happen. Oh, yeah, that, that was the one thing that stopped me from doing those was the actual typing of everything and then getting the grammar right. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to write comic Rook books. Rook has a better work ethic than all of us. That's okay, great. Rook just, can get up in the morning too. Plus I'm like an 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock riser. So that's all good. The, uh, uh, they can the, take sorry, the morning Rook. shift. I'm Johnny Fever. <laughs> where I was where I was going with that was basically like if these guys were handed the reins first and mm-hmm. they decided to kill Luke off, is the problem the way Luke went? Or are you just in no, general? I remember have we, a we discussed this, dude. Yeah. I personally, you got to go back, and it's a chain reaction of bad ideas. Yeah. If you change one thing, if you change that the father of uh, Ray immediately mm-hmm. you're going to change the scope of the film right there um totally. you could have her be uh kylo ray's uh, sister which would have been an amazing right there um oh, my favorite thing would have been having her be obi-wan's daughter again that open up it's just open up so many more story ideas like palpatine yeah. seriously i don't know it was just like and then I, to go the route where you don't even explore the whole sith thing it was just it was just it, such a grab at the end i found man the, uh, so th- if you change that one thing you're gonna find a lot of other things change then maybe you get a luke who's not a, a whiny douchebag i don't know right but <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you could change that no yeah, yeah. you guys gotta admit luke sucked yeah. dude like yeah. i don't was, know anybody who saw that was oh there's luke skywalker good to see him again no yeah. it was terrible man and he was my hero as a kid that was like taking if if, if you would have took spider-man you know and and put like uh peewee herman under him or something back in the day like hi kids I don't know. I'm just, but anyway, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, it absolutely. I mean, the, what crushed me immediately was you have this beautiful poignant moment at the end of force awakens, the lightsaber extended Luke with that look of, that was was done really well. And then you open up the second film with him kicking over his shoulder. And it was like, that was it. And, and to to the whole J.J. Abrams, I think J.J. had the best intentions from a fan service point of view. Mm-hmm. I think he really had. But I, it was almost like watching Lost again. He had this great idea, but he had no idea past that one film what 
what he wanted to do. Well, I'm surprised start. that they didn't run really out. Good start, like, they must have been an arc, and they could have went with it, but it seemed like they didn't. Because I, I yeah. couldn't believe they didn't kill off any of those new characters. How do you not kill? Yeah, yeah. Like, because like especially uh, yeah. Poe Dameron. Yeah. He, okay, he's an amazing pilot. Other than that, he's got nothing. So kill him off and make him worth something. You know what I mean? Like then people are like, oh man, wow, he sacrificed himself. No, he didn't. He sacrificed everybody else, and at the very end, he was still around. It was a lame character. I didn't dig him at all. Man. But to to but to to your point, if that would have changed, it would have changed the whole trilogy. Would we be as invested or as enamored with Mandalorian, with Book of Boba Fett, with the upcoming Obi Wan, with the um, the uh, uh, I keep saying Asuka, ah- ah- Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tan, yeah, yeah. Like, would we be as invested and loving these? Had the last trilogy not sucked, because had no, they done it, it well, no, had they it's... done it well, we would have had our fan service. Yep. We would have been like, ah, I'm I'm all Star Wars out. Bro, but yeah, the fact well. that it sucked, now we've got our redemption story for for Star Wars. We're yeah. getting what we hoped oh, we were going to get. We're getting the fix. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about where it's gonna go. I think we're gonna have a. That's a good uh, point, I, though. I, 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 I if the movie would have went well, I don't think these shows yeah. like if they would have the movies properly, I don't think we would have. It would have went the opposite, Mike. That's what would have happened, right? We would have had the great movies, and then the TV shows would have been like, what? It's like you should have right? just stopped there. Should have just stopped there. But because it sucked, it's like yeah, keep going because we didn't quite get we were. What it, we were it's just you're right for. though, dude. Because it had the ending of number one too. Like I really liked. The first one back. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, this is good. Wow, you killed off Han. Like, I was so upset. Yeah. I felt it again. I actually felt it again. And then, yeah, number two, right off the beginning, kicking the nets. Well, it's because you, you liked you liked Force Awakens because it was a new hope. But, well, just, but, but I thought different maybe play. they might do something. No, but the yeah. new characters, though. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. I liked Ray off the beginning. I thought Ray was really cool. But she didn't really great evolve. great dynamics. Yeah. And, and the other two guys that were just... And maybe that goes to having a, a different director with a different vision for, yeah, or just tri- writing, taking more time to write layers to the characters. But, you, but you know. it's also it's also that whole idea that these were fans of Star Wars, and when you get the reins as a fan, every Star Wars fan will have a different vision of how they wanted to see things play out. So J.J. Abrams had his vision of how he wanted to see it play out, or at least the first film. Ryan Johnson, he wanted to take it in that sort of like, let's, yeah, the past was great. Let's start a new, something completely By different. By pissing all different. over Luke Skywalker, man. See, that he offended. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that's what, and that's what all the fans said. Okay, thanks, buddy. You pissed on all, all yeah. my hero, my, you pissed on my hero off the opening scene. Fuck you. That's okay. exactly what like the media was, right? Yeah, but, I got, then, I Filoni, got but then Filoni and Favreau <laughs> redeemed that, you know, right. douchebag yeah. thing. No, with, no, I'm, with, but the, the point though of, of what you said about how they just, yeah. just threw it like this, oh, I'm going to change things, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't, he changed it by throwing a big F you in front of all the, the good fans' faces who have been around for years and years. Now, you know, you're Luke, you remembered? I got a question for you then. Replacing Here we go. her. Oh. Here we go, fellas. Ready? Yep. It's, it's the one minute rapid fire. Okay. And then we and then we got a wrap. Okay. All right. Remove the last three from the equation. Okay. Disney comes to you, Mike. Hey, we heard you do voiceovers. Uh huh. You sound pretty good there on the <laughs> on the thing. I got in the thing, the thing there. But here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. We want you to write three more Star Wars movies, 
and you get to do whatever you want. One minute, Mike, not knowing anything about the things that just happened, the three, the, mm-hmm. the three that just Holy happened. Holy cow, in a minute. Three Easy. movies? Easy. You got one minute. Easy. Here we go. This is Disney calling going, are you the mic from the thing when I yeah. hear my thing? All yeah. right. You've got, uh, we're going to give you three movies. <laughs> we're going to pay you 80 bucks. How are you going to write <laughs> them? Chips. Yeah. Go. I'll tell you. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Timothy Zahn who has written a trilogy of books that I think would be an excellent adaptation to the follow-up trilogy. Uh, There's uh, these two gentlemen, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Uh, Have them handle the actual uh, adaptation and uh, the directing and the producing of this film. Thank you, and uh, send the check to uh, my address. And if you need a droid voiced, I could probably do that, too. I mean, Bill Hader could do BB-8. I can do some droid. (laughs) Thank you. Timothy Zahn, had they done those books... Yeah, right. It would have been kick-ass. Admiral Thrawn, uh, Joris Saboth. Like, oh my God, that would have been that would have been the best way to to sort of see what happened to, to Han, Leia, and Luke in a, in a in a sensical way, and have the twins, the Jedi twins, and you could you still have and yeah, and good characters though, right? Mike? Oh my like, God, it was like, well written, his, and it was. See, yeah. that's that's the big that's my big problem. You're nailing it right on the head. Is that they didn't have a a good proper writer. Um, Timothy Zong would have been amazing. Even if you just use as the source, his, just his, yeah, it. like just as a source, his base notes, yeah. man, yeah. you would have had characters that you cared about. You would have like, you know, you would have cared if they lived or died. It, 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 it would have totally changed the game. Hell See, I, 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 totally agree with you. I would have got Same the, qu- I would have got the writers from Knights of Republic uh, of old Republic, the game, the writers, right? Yeah. 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 Same but, question, Chris, one minute go. Well, no, I, I did this. We did a whole episode on this, Brent. I think they should just go back and see new, the episode where I did it. I did a whole episode on on what I would what I would have done with the with the trilogy. I got an idea. There's a tornado. <laughs> yeah, and no, I went through the whole the thing. I don't remember what episode it was we did, but, but land. I went through the whole deal from the very beginning to the end on how I would have changed um the whole it's deal. It's a new year though. But it started it started the whole thing started with um changing the father of Ray. Mm. And and it's just a chain reaction of awesomeness from there. I'm not talking about sorry. A boot. I'm not talking about rewriting the three that came out. Okay, well, no, then I, as I said, I agree with Mike. You, well, the first sure. thing is you need a writer, man. Like if I was going to write it uh, as a brand new thing, man, I can't do it in a minute here. I, I'd have to really sit down and think about it. You know, you can't just. I was like, watching. The I Kevin's, don't know, man. I, I always loved watching the Kevin Smith reviews of these movies, like a week or two after. Like I'd already seen it, but then you watch him and he's so emotional. And, he, and, then, and then Han died. And, and I, I like watching those. But do you think there was, I know him and JJ are close, but to me, you think when they were putting those three together, someone would have been like, all right, well, we need Kevin in the, on that. Kevin's got to at least give us some kind of like, where do you want this to go as a fan? It feels like a lot of super fans were kind of left out mm. of those three. Well, you know what, dude? I used yeah, to do that when I wrote music. I used to all, you know, I'd do a demo, send it to you. I'd send it, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And I always got back different feedback that... I go back and I wouldn't be able to finish the song properly or I totally lose my whole train of thought. Never from me. As a creative person. Well, no, you were always like, I don't like the drums. I, I don't like those computer drums. <laughs> so last Christmas, it's like, I got some computer drumsticks. I'm like, you did. I'm talking about the machete stuff. I'm talking you like about those computer drums now, do you, Brent? What happened to those 15 uh, songs I sent you five years ago? Anyway, as, as a creator, man, I've come to the point now where if I write a song or if I'm drawing anything, I don't show it to anybody or take, I don't ask for, and then the main thing I say is I'm not looking for notes here. 
Like if somebody says, hey, let me check that. Out. OK, I'm not looking for notes, but here it is, you know, or if you want to hear a song I'm doing. And, and I've I've learned to rule out what everybody else says. And when I, my last band I was in, too, that would come up and be like, no, dude, it doesn't matter what people think outside of this room. I don't even want to know what your wife thinks, what your best friend thinks of the song. I don't want to know at this point because we're creating it. So maybe they have that. Maybe they don't. But from somebody who's is creating and doing that kind of thing, that's my opinion. It wasn't originally, and it, it effed me up left and right. I was so worried. I'd write a riff and I'd be like, oh, I can't put this in there because this person I know won't like it. Or I can't do this or this band guy I know is going to think I'm a wuss. I can't use the word love in a song. And then you're screwing yourself. And then you got nothing. You got nothing. And this so for is me, all- it's like create. This is always, this would was always going to be the problem with Star Wars, with the franchise is that there is no possible way somebody could come in and do what you said, Chris, block everybody out and just, this is yeah. the film. Oh, especially with Disney owning it, yeah. You can't do that and it, from Disney, but but from the fans alone, because there are too many people that uh, that are invested in it to, to let you sort of just, this is my vision, mm-hmm. which is kind of what Ryan Johnson did. And... I think that we saw what happened there. Yeah. Um, I I just, I think the reason why Kevin Smith wouldn't do it as much as he said he would have loved to have done something with it. It's, it's you, you need to have somebody in the star Wars universe that, that was writing there. That would be an aunt, uh, an aunt may or an uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility because the Star Wars franchise, you can't do it as an individual singularity because there's there's too many people that are involved and, and too much there that you can't block out all that noise and, mm-hmm. and do it justice. You're so. never gonna get it right. Damned no if you do, damned if you don't. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You so. know what you know who uh you know what's damned if uh, not damned and who's that, that's fantastic is Skeletron because Chris is left alone to do his thing. So that's a prime example, prime example of that. So, all right, Mike, here's the question. The first question of the year. Uh, Where can't we find you? Where can't we hear you, Mike? (laughs) Uh, I think some small remote part of uh, (laughs) the Ukraine, maybe. I don't know. You know what? It's been, this has been a great holiday break uh, just because things were quiet and, and now it's it's back to business, baby. It's back to business, nice. 2022. And yeah, you can still hear me all over. And I appreciate the the kind words, Brent, because you know it's uh, if you can't hear me on the podcast, you can you know feel like I'm right next to you if you're just turn on every HGTV. goddamn channel on the TV, <laughs> and there's Mike taking over. I'm I bet like, you I know one country they don't like you in. Uh, what's that? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Hydra, you know. No, one, there's one country. There's what, one, country, one country. That, there's one country uh, that uh, doesn't like us very much. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I know, I know which country you're talking about. Yeah. We're gonna leave that alone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of though, uh, I think our buddy Jimmy Cornderis is coming back on uh, for the Royal Rumble. So oh, we're gonna have a little. Johnny Knoxville is gonna be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to ch- talk about. We'll get into that. We'll get into day, that. Mike, day one, come. day one, and we'll get uh, into that. Yeah, we'll get into all that stuff. We got a whole bunch guys, of preview of stuff coming. We've got, we've got Royal Rumble coming up. We got a bunch of stuff. We'll get Jimmy on for that. But that's Mike Thank joining you. us again. Thanks, I buddy. Prom- buddy. I promise I will. I will. I will give the Book of Boba Fett a little more love as it goes along. 
Trust I me, hold, I, I hold the conch. So. You, you won't have to to block me out. Anyway, with more excitement, right? Happy yeah, New great. Year! Uh, cheers to uh, a fantastic 2022, and uh, looking forward to uh, more of this fun and frivolity. So, peace out, y'all. Oh, cheers, I almost took, I almost took out the old slave one. Don't so. Jeez, rock on, brother. <laughs> peace out, guys. Ciao. Mikey P, back in the house. Good to go. see him, uh, man. So. A lot of takeaways from this 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 thing. I was a fan. I, I I loved all the little Easter egg stuff in there. I loved him getting out of that Sarlacc, which was awesome. Uh, I like to see what he's going to do with this with with this uh, new universe of his. Um, well, I think Mike nailed it, man. I think if the, the movies were good, <laughs> then the shows wouldn't have been. But the the movies were were not done two and three were not done properly, and the TV mm-hmm. shows are now. And there we go. The fans have spoken, right? Absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's the first one of the season for us, uh, yeah. or first of the year, sorry for us. You can yeah, catch all of Chris Machete stuff at the Etsy store right there, Machete Comics, where you can yeah. find uh, you can find Skeletron, issue okay. one and issue two and, and issue three on the way. Yeah, uh, Artwork, uh, Chris, will, you can commission him and he'll try something really rad and uh, he's drawn some really hey, cool buy from stuff. the store? I think we got to show off some of your stuff on the next episode. So yeah, sure. Some of it yeah, no, I just say. finished off doing a uh, two thirty-second clips for an NFT video game, and I'm currently working on turning a future HGTV star into a comic book character as well, and a fine young rapper, songster, artist, musical artist from uh, the big city of Toronto. Been doing a lot Toronto? of work for him as well. Yeah, big city of Toronto. Been doing a lot of work for him as well. Just finished off some more drawings for that fantastic friend. It's um, name's name's Evan. He's uh, yo Ev. He's a he's a rad musician. You got, I'll have to show off some of the artwork uh, that I've done for him as well on here. So all the stuff I'm doing lately. I'm actually really busy for an independent comic book artist. Man, life's good. Life's good. Except for why I like. I want to get it with some good people. Thanks to everybody, Harry Nuts. Thanks for coming on, Brad. <laughs> you, who's Harry Nuts? You know who I that don't is? Know. That's awesome. I don't know who it is. Probably. Probably Dent. Dent. You Harry Nuts? No. Uh, Ryan. Ryan from PP One. Thanks for joining Ryan us. Ryan Hank. Uh, what's up, buddy? Definitely there. Uh, we didn't get little Jimmy, but I feel little Jimmy and is uh, is doing his thing and and already sleeping. Did, did you so. hear his his Boba Fett show? Yeah, he dances on the internet a lot. Well, I see that, and, and he drinks beer. But, but he, his Boba Fett show was it credible? Yes. Was it? I think he, I think he did a good job. Yeah. How long did he talk about it for? To ten minutes. What? He did oh. a ten minute. He did a ten minute Boba oh. like a ten minute. Oh, breakdown. I thought it was like a whole segment on Boba Fett he was doing. No, he's dedicated a show to just reviewing the episodes, and uh, he did ten minutes, so that was fine. He did oh. a, a his, he did a history of Boba Fett, which was cool. And oh, uh, did yeah, he get it cool. right? I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, check it out. I think did he, did he get it job. right? Oh, buddy, should I should I watch it and then he maybe definitely uh, should watch it? Uh oh, definitely should watch it. Uh oh, then then we'll get him on for debates if that's the case. Well, it won't be a debate because we're gonna know who's right. <laughs> Uh, my friends, what else? I've got a closet of comic books, man. <laughs> a stack of be- both right. books this big. Jimmy, you better be right, Jimmy. Jimmy, you I'm coming right. for you, buddy. You better be right. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, KidsOnTheEscalator.com, where you can find all the stuff. Leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the show. We will. Uh, make sure you download and, and like and share and do all the things. Join us over on YouTube and all those fun places. Thanks to our friends at the Dean Blundell Network uh, for having us. Rookie, thanks for joining us today. Producer extraordinaire over at Dean Blundell, Mikey P, all the people. Uh, next week, we are back. Uh, there's going to be another episode to review. Plus, uh, we're going to get into some Chris's artwork, and uh, we got some guests on the way. Um, I get my buddy on. Pretty, I'm going to I'm going to get my buddy on from cool. SPT Comics as well. I think, dude. I think we can get him on for for an update on 
what's going on with comic books and yeah. just the whole, he's got mega toys too. He can give us a good update on what's going on there. There. Um, yeah. My, my workshops canceled down there, of course, cause we're on shutdown, but uh, yeah. I'll uh, talk to him. Kids on the escalator. Cheers. Good times. Right, dudes. Thanks everybody. Do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports marianne iveson from iveson voice and the let's take this outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.